Hi, I'm Victoria Worsley. I'm a Feldenkrais practitioner and I also have a first degree black belt in Gojuru Karate. I've been working on my round kicks and my side kicks lately because I really need to improve them. And I do know I'm not alone in that because these are notoriously difficult kicks, even at stomach level. I use a lot of different lessons from the Feldenkrais method to help me, but this is a really nice short piece based on a couple of longer lessons that I find very helpful. You don't have to be a martial artist to get the benefit from this either. It's a great little sequence for hip joints and organisation of the legs. Addressing the martial artists for a moment though, I'm aware that the way round kicks and side kicks are done does vary between styles. But at the moment of impact, they're pretty similar. So that's how I'm going to frame the lesson. Although of course it should help the whole kicking action. This being a Feldenkrais lesson, please don't think that I'm going to attempt to teach you how to kick. We're just going to explore what's involved when you use your leg in certain ways, and that should then facilitate your kick, whatever your style, and in fact, whatever your level of skill as well. So for this lesson, you're going to need a chair or a table that you can put one leg on with ease and without stretching, no higher than stomach level anyway, because head level kicks are a slightly different story. And you're also going to need a mat or a blanket or carpet to lie on. Um, and you might also like um, a pillow for your head or a cushion. You could pause this recording for a moment and get those things together. And if you're a martial artist, you might also want to just try out a few stomach level round or side kicks to feel how they are today. You could notice if one leg feels easier to kick with than the other how light or heavy your legs feel today, and whether you experience any pain or strain. So now come and stand in front of your table or your chair and place your right leg on it. I'm going to do this lesson just on one side, but you can also do the lesson for the other side, just swap the lefts and rights. Face your leg for a moment and put your hands on your hips, that's the crest of your hip bones, and notice if one hip bone is higher than the other or if they're much the same. Now turn yourself away from your right leg, the one that's on the chair, so that leg ends up being more out to your side, just as far as is comfortable. And let the toes of your left leg, your standing leg, turn out a little so your whole left leg rotates out a bit. Now what has happened to your hips? Is one side higher than the other? Where are your toes and the knee of your right foot facing? Are they upwards towards the ceiling, forwards or somewhere in between? Slowly turn your right leg in so your toes and your knee turn forwards and then turn it back out again so the toes and knee face upwards, just as far as is comfortable for you. These lessons are really not about stretching or exercising and they shouldn't involve strain or pain because that just gets in the way. They're more to do with learning by paying attention to how you do something. Turn the legs slowly like this a few more times and notice what happens to your hips. You could put your hands back on your hip bones if it helps. As your toes turn forward, it might be that the right hip bone and indeed that whole side of the pelvis lifts and turns a bit to enable the whole right leg to turn in while the left side of the pelvis settles in a different way around that standing leg. Don't try to force anything, just notice what you're doing and how easy or difficult it is for you to turn your leg. 
Both a round and side kick create impact with the kicking leg rolled in and the knee facing forward, at least at stomach level, while the standing leg is turned out. This organisation is not always easy to find. Of course the foot is shaped differently depending on the kick but we're not going to worry about that in this mini lesson. So stay with your knee and your toes and your whole leg facing forward, so that leg's turned in, and now notice not only how the pelvis has accommodated this movement, but what's happened to the rest of you. Have your torso, your head and shoulders remained more or less upright, or have they been pushed out to the left? It doesn't help for the impact of the kick if you've been pushed backwards away from the leg too much, or if you've destabilized yourself on your standing leg. Do you find you can do something in the waist and the ribs to allow the head and shoulders to remain more upright without straining or feeling you're crushing the right side? With the right knee and the toes, in fact the whole leg, turn to the front as far as is easily possible. Take your head and your torso out to the left deliberately and then back closer to upright a few times just to feel what that's like, what's possible for you. How easy is it for the left side to lengthen as well as the right side to shorten? Okay, so now it's time for the mat or blanket or carpet. So come and lie on your left side because that's the side you were standing on. You can put a cushion or something under your head if you like, if that's more comfortable. Bend up both knees, drawing the left knee close to you and having the right knee on the floor below the left foot, if possible, or close to that position. Then bring your two arms out long in front of you on the floor at shoulder height. Slowly open up the right arm towards the ceiling, watching it as it goes and bringing it back. Make this movement many times gradually allowing the arm to begin to travel a little towards the floor behind you, but always watching your hand so that you can feel how your head and your chest roll back a little bit to enable your arm to move rather than the arm bending backwards on its own. Both knees stay more or less on the floor, which is likely to limit the movement of the arm behind you, but don't even think of actually reaching the floor, this is just a direction. Keep your arms soft, just the amount of tension that can keep it long. Yeah. Notice the turning in the ribs and spine and how your chest opens up. Make it simpler. Reduce the effort. Can you do this without interrupting your breathing? Leave it. Have a rest on your side. Now, hold your left knee with your right hand. You may need to draw the left knee a little closer to you to be able to hold it with your right hand. Without letting go of your left knee, can you lift the right leg? It's a funny thing to do, but it's surprising how you can lift that whole right leg with the foot too, despite the constraint of the right arm holding the left leg and the left leg staying on the floor. If you allow the pelvis, the ribs, the spine to turn a bit. Feel what places roll a little on the floor 
and how high you turn in the ribs. You have ribs under your shoulder blades. Could they turn? Go softly, go slowly. Leave it, have a rest. In some of these rests, you might like to rest on your back. Now, come back onto your left side, bend both knees, and this time rest the right knee on top of the left. Draw it up fairly close to your chest. Slide your right arm down the outside of your right leg and see what you can hold on to, ideally under the arch of the right foot or the outside of the right heel. But if that's too difficult and constrains you too much, just see where you can find to hold on the outside of the calf or a bit on the outside of the trouser leg or the sock will do fine. Without letting go of whatever part of your foot or leg or trouser you're holding, let the right knee go down towards the floor and the right foot lift so the sole of the right foot shows itself more towards the ceiling. And then do the opposite. Lift the right knee and lower the foot. Go gently, go slowly, only where's comfortable. Your right arm is going to limit the movement of the right knee towards the ceiling. But how are your back, your ribs and your pelvis invited to soften and move to allow this movement of the right leg without letting go of the foot or leg or sock? For a moment, try keeping your torso, maybe even your pelvis, as still as you can and see what kind of challenge that creates for your leg or for your hip joint as you make this movement of the leg. And then let everything soften and move again, just the amount it needs to, to allow your leg to move better. Are there some places that could even soften and move a little more? Often in a kick, we don't allow the spine, the pelvis and the ribs to move enough to enable the kick. We try and do it all in the hip joint. And we blame the poor old hip joint, probably wreck them in the process. As you make this movement, notice what happens in one side of the ribs and the waist in comparison to the other. Does one side open up or close? Does the left side of the pelvis change the place it's leaning on on the floor? Does that right hip bone move towards or away from the ribs at any point? And how does your back accommodate the movement of this knee in any other way? Do you find yourself curling a little at any point or the opposite? Have a rest. Take hold of your foot or your leg again in the same way, but this time Instead of moving the knee up towards the ceiling, move it up towards your head and then down away from your head. Gradually, you may begin to find your knee starts to draw a kind of arc. So there's a point where it will come a little in towards you as it moves upwards and a little away from you as it begins to move downwards. As your knee moves, where does your foot go? 
Keep making the movement and notice once again how do the ribs and spine, the pelvis, even your head need to move to allow this. When does your back lengthen or your front? Keep your lower belly pulled in and take the knee away from you. Does it limit the movement of your leg in that direction? Now let the belly out instead. Is it different? Have a rest. Take a hold of the right foot or the leg again in the same way and now see if you can find how to join those four directions into a circle as if you were drawing a circle with your knee. Slowly. Listen to how your whole torso moves to enable your knee to do this. Down towards the floor. Down towards your feet. Up towards the ceiling. Up towards your head. Slowly, slowly, what can you soften to make it easier? What about your ribs? Maybe the top ribs even, as well as the big lower ribs. Can you feel how the pelvis moves? Maybe even your head is part of this. Can you make this movement and still breathe? Try a few circles in the other direction. How is it different? Can you smooth out the awkward places? Make it smaller if you need to. Have a rest. Still on your left side, slide your right hand between your legs so it's on the inside of the right leg this time. Now take your right hand over the front of your right foot and catch the outside edge of your right foot. If that's too difficult and you're too cramped, hold the shin somewhere or the front of your sock or trouser. In this position, your right knee will end up a bit more towards the ceiling than before because it's outside your arm. Now take the right knee away from your arm, so that's a, the direction away from your head, and then back towards it many times without letting go of your foot or your shin or your sock. The sole of your foot will move a little in the opposite direction to your knee. It's a kind of opening and closing movement of your leg. Once again, notice how the pelvis enables the movement of the leg. How does it do that? What does it do? What happens in the waist and the ribs? Notice if the ribs and waist on your left come closer to or further away from the floor at any point. And notice when your right side closes up or opens out. Have a rest. Now take a hold of your foot or your leg in the same way, still on your left side, so the knee is outside the arm again. 
See if you can draw some kind of circle with your right knee in one direction and also in the other. Whatever kind of circle you can find without letting go of your foot or leg or sock. How is the rest of you invited to soften and adjust to allow the movement of the knee? Do you fix somewhere in your neck or your belly? Maybe even your jaw that hinders the freedom of your leg to move? Can you still breathe easily? Could even your eyes be soft? If you find the movement interferes with your breath, it's likely that you're straining somewhere or maybe you're concentrating really super hard. So make the movement smaller if you need to, be less ambitious, be more playful. Have a rest. Now take a hold of the outside of the right foot or leg, but with the right arm outside the leg this time, like you did at the start. Let the knee move towards the floor as you did at the beginning, but this time as you bring the knee back up and the foot down, pass the knee under your right arm and to the outside of it instead, and then bring it back under the arm to bring the knee towards the floor again. You can slide your hand around your foot or your leg to change the grip as you take the knee under the arm one way and the other, but don't just let go of it. The point is how everything else has to move, despite the constraint of holding your foot. Allow the chest and the spine to move to find the space for the knee to move under the arm each time from one side to the other. Allow yourself to roll where you need to bend, twist, lengthen, shorten in the ribs as required. You may find you need to unbend the leg a little at some point to create the movement. Be curious, see what you can find. Allow the movement to grow only as much as you can with ease and where the movement is still smooth and you can breathe easily. Make it more playful and less work. Now leave it, roll onto one side, find your way to sitting and then slowly come to standing. When you get to standing, notice if it feels different in some way. Do you have more weight in one foot? Do you feel longer on one side? Put your right leg on that table or chair again and turn away from it so it's out to your side again and then turn your left leg out a bit. Now once again turn the right leg as we did at the beginning so the knee and the toes face upwards and then forward and upwards and forwards. Is the movement smoother or more comfortable? How do the pelvis, ribs and waist adjust now? Is it easier to stay more upright? Swap, put the left leg on the table or chair and make a comparison. If you're not a martial artist, you might like to go for a walk and feel how it is. If you are a martial artist, try out some round kicks or side kicks with this leg. And notice if it's any easier in some way or more fluid than it was at the beginning. How light is your leg now? Compare it to the other one. 
Then of course you can lie down again, do the lesson on the other side to even up, or maybe just hang out with the difference for a while. And happy kicking. <laughs>